Phil, um, if you're gonna spew, spew into this. Those who want respect, give it. First and foremost, this intro is truly all over the map. It will make sense. Just hang with me. Also, I've redone it now like two to three times because I'm so full of food. You cannot imagine the amount of calories that I have been eating on a daily basis for the last two weeks. And I feel like it has finally caught up with me. And that may be due to some ill-advised tequila at the office before I left said office to record this episode, then do a brutal squat-driven leg workout. So bear with me. I'm serious when I say it will make sense. I'm not serious at all. It may make no sense at all. From the First Amendment Encyclopedia of Infinite Bitchery, presented by the John Siegenthaler Chair of Excellence of Cockfuckery in the First Amendment Studies. The first clause in the Bill of Rights states that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Establishment clause of the First Amendment often interpreted to require separation of church and state. For approximately the first 150 years of the country's existence, there was little debate over the meaning of this clause in the Constitution. As the citizenry became more diverse, however, challenges arose to existing laws and practices, and eventually, the Supreme Court was called upon to determine the meaning of the Establishment Clause. Though not explicitly stated in the First Amendment, the clause is often interpreted to mean that the Constitution requires a separation of church and state. Then, Approximately 165 years, 6 months, and 15 days later, approximately, Mike Judge released Office Space, the late 90s dark comedy where corporate drone Peter Gibbons hates his soul-killing job at software company Initech. While undergoing hypnotherapy, Peter is left in a blissful state when his therapist dies in the middle of their session. He refuses to work overtime, plays games at his desk, and unintentionally charms two consultants into putting him on the management fast track. When Peter's friends learn about their downsize to come, they hatch a revenge plot, the company inspired by Superman 3. Over a hundred years of rich history begs the question, if we're even meant to be friends with our coworkers, and yeah, I bet you didn't think that's where this was going, but stop a moment and look at the parallels. Long ago, we separated the two major governing bodies in an attempt for freer democracy, or at least one less dictated by religious state. In Office Space, a comedy that brought light to the reality of many cubicle-bound sheep, our Ron Livingston-led protagonist struggles to connect with his co-workers, his peers, until they join forces in a mutinous effort. We kept them separate until it proved to be advantageous. And in recent memory, we look at The Office, where the show begins and employees are very much work platonic, and never bridge the gap into each other's lives until the bitter end. So where do I lie on the matter? Well, I've come a long way. Do you come to work with your full personality? Do you reserve vulnerability for other forms? If you choose to come with bolo ties and the hammer and sickle tattooed on your neck, do you bridge the gap and make true friends with those you go to battle with? Some statistics would say it doesn't work so well. Let's look at a couple. DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. They're boys. That never won shit in Toronto. 
Eduardo Saverin and Mark Zuckerberg, boys that sued each other into oblivion over Facebook. But then I started to see things differently when I bopped around the various agencies that I've worked and when Barry and I started Tough to Say. And this all stems from a conversation that I had a really long time ago, my senior year of college. I sat in Weimar Hall, that is the College of Journalism and Communications, and I was late for a class until I ran into a friend who, honestly, in this moment, I hadn't spoke with a long time, really at all. I mean, we kind of became friends in this this one unifying moment. And the basis of our conversation outside of getting to know one another was how I felt that you had to keep your life and your work separate, and she was urging me otherwise. We sat and we discussed the matter, and at that time, like we mentioned on the podcast to come on Monday, episode 104 on the main Tough to Say feed, for a long time, I was the corporate lord in college. I was a man who really thought that I knew what my future entailed. Got to burp for a second, not throw up. Uh, oh my God. Okay. I'm going to take some water. Oh my God. I have Tums, turkey, avocado, and hummus just freaking out. And some tequila in my stomach. Come one, come all. It's tough to say, y'all. 